With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is a project of the Appleseed Program, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And why the Revolutionary War Veterans Association? Why? Who is that? What do they do? Why uh, are they Revolutionary War Veterans descendants? Are they... Uh, obviously, they're not uh, living members, living veterans of the Revolutionary War. <clears throat> do they wear frilly shirts? Uh, do they walk around uh, saying, uh, top of the morning, Governor? No, the Revolutionary War Veterans Association is an organization dedicated to teaching rifle marksmanship, rifle safety, American heritage and history, and honoring the men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775 at Lexington Green at the North Bridge in Concord and along Battle Road back to Boston. These folks made a great many sacrifices in order that we have the nation that we have today. 
in order that we have the freedoms and liberties that we have today. And how can we honor them? We can remember them. We can remember them to honor them. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to continue the heritage of rifle marksmanship and at the same time remember those men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775 and then eight long bloody years afterwards. You know, we owe these folks a lot. We owe these folks a lot. We wouldn't have this nation if they hadn't done what they had what they did. If they hadn't made the sacrifices that they made. And they did, and so we do. We should honor them. We should remember them. <clears throat> Earlier today I was listening to the radio as I was finishing up my work, and I was listening to the uh, the ongoing discussion about textbooks in the state of Texas. And uh, the folks doing the textbooks in Texas are pushing to take out all of the references to Paul Revere. They want Paul Revere gone. They want the Liberty Bell gone. They want the discussion on the Constitution gone. Why? Why is that, do you think? Well, regardless of what it is, the reasons for it, the Appleseed Project is determined that those folks will be remembered, that their uh, their names won't be forgotten, <clears throat> their stories will be remembered, their sacrifices will be remembered, and that's what we do. Every weekend of the year, somewhere in the United States, is an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event, a two-day course of uh, rifle marksmanship on American heritage and history. Somewhere in the United States, every weekend there is one. Uh, and most weekends there is a, a dozen or two dozen uh, spread out all across the nation, every state, uh, in the continental United States. We're still working on uh, Hawaii and Alaska. <clears throat> so that's our mission. That's our goal. That's what we're trying to do is keep uh, keep the story alive to keep the folks honored by remembering them. I don't care if it was uh, 230 plus years ago. It doesn't matter uh, any more than than for me to say that uh, I don't want to remember my, my grandfather uh, because he died uh, 10 years ago. So I should forget about him. Well, I don't want to forget about him. He was a great man. I don't want to forget about the founders. They were great men. I don't want to forget about Isaac Davis, about Captain Parker. Uh, I don't want to forget about Paul Revere. They were great men. I want to remember them. I want my children to remember them. I want their children to remember them. Without understanding history, without knowing history, you're doomed to repeat it. You're doomed to make the same mistakes again. You know, that's even the definition of insanity. Uh, doing the same thing over and over again and, re and expecting something different to, to happen each time you do it. 
that's what happens with folks who do not know their history, who do not understand uh, what has happened before, and continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. Well, we're determined. The Appleseed Project is determined to make sure that any of the folks that we come into contact with, they get at least a heavy dose of one day of American history. And what day is that? That's April 19, 1775, which obviously is one of the most important dates in our history because that is the day that our nation was born. Okay, tonight uh, we're going to have uh, kind of an open uh, open format. There's a lot of things I want to talk about uh, that aren't all directly related. Uh, then if anyone has questions or comments, I want them to call in and ask them so that we can uh, we can try and start uh, or continue our discussion of the April 19th events that are coming up. The April 19th events, uh, that's our signature weekend. That's the weekend uh, when we pull out all the all the stops and we run events in every state, border to border, coast to coast. That's the, that's the weekend that uh, we really put a big push on. It. We really get excited about it, the April 19th events. And uh, we want to keep this foremost in folks' heads because we're running right up to it now, only a few weeks away. And we want to make sure that the the preparation is continuing, uh, that the excitement is continuing for it, that you're doing all the things you need to do uh, to make sure that your event is going to be a success. Uh, obviously, if you're a shoot boss, uh this is the time to go ahead and contact the range. Make sure that you've contacted the range uh, at the where at the location the uh, of the shoot that you're going to shoot, boss, and start uh, holding their hand. Making sure that you talk to them and see if there's anything that they need from you, anything else they need, any last-minute documents. Uh, make sure that uh, <clears throat> you have the uh, porta potties. Uh, scheduled, etc. You don't want to wait to the last minute and find out that, uh, that some other organization is having uh, uh, some other celebration that weekend too <clears throat> and they have none left. So make sure that uh, whenever you're doing, as you're shoot bossing the, these events, that you're going down your shoot boss list and making sure that uh, you're following it very closely. As I said, it's uh, just about that time to go ahead and check in uh, with the ranges, 30 days out, the shoot boss is, is asked to take control of the event and begin uh, making sure that the range is good, uh, all of the uh, the folks there are happy, they have everything that they need, your supplies for the event are ordered. <clears throat> you can start talking to uh, instructors uh, that might be able to uh, to sign on and help you, etc., and begin in earnest your promotions, the flyers, the calls to the local radio stations, uh, getting uh, uh, the local papers, etc., to uh, do a 
a story on the upcoming uh, on the apple seed because it's occurring on a, uh, a very significant uh, date in America's history. That's the April 19th, 1775 <clears throat> date. And uh, it shouldn't be hard to get some of the local papers to uh, to run, uh, you know, a blurb about it and then maybe even come out and uh, cover <coughs> the event. All right. Uh, I've got uh, some kind of a a glitch in uh, my internet service right now, which means that uh, everything is is running slow, slow, slow. And uh, I've got the switchboard open, but the chat, the online chat program, is uh, is not is still refusing to open for me. Now <clears throat> that is going to change because uh, before this next show, this week here, we'll be upgrading to a premium package. We're going to go ahead and, and upgrade. Uh, the boss is going to uh, spring for an upgrade package. I want to tell everybody that called in, too, that I, or that uh, called in or emailed me, etc., <coughs> uh, saying that they wanted to help out to get the premium package. I, I appreciate that, but uh, uh, we're going to go ahead, and Fred's going to go ahead and, and cover that. We're going to get the... Uh, the upgrade, so that hopefully we'll shed some of these problems, and then uh, then we'll go ahead and figure out how to get it uh, podcast, and then we'll probably end up going to another uh, location too, another radio location, and uh, and doing a podcast on that network. <clears throat> but we'll let you know all the things that are coming up uh, about that. Right now, I think you can still go to the uh, the iTunes. There should be an iTunes icon on there, and you should be able to download the show directly into your iTunes. <clears throat> All right. Uh, as you know, next week we'll be having uh, uh, David Hackett Fisher on the program. And uh, Dr. Fisher is the author of quite a few books. Uh, on the Revolutionary War and on American history in general. He's got a lot of great books out. And uh, if you haven't read Paul Revere's Ride, well, then you've got a hole in you because that's the book you need to read to fill that hole up. You've got a hole in you on uh, where the information about April 19, 1775 should be. This is one of the best books uh, that I've read on this subject, on Paul Revere, and on the events on April 19, 1775. Uh, and I've read quite a few books now. I mean, once I started reading it, I just started devouring them. And uh, there's a lot of books out there, but but most of them will jump past this date. They'll, they'll do some mentioning of the date and uh, of the events that occurred, uh, how things, uh, the causality of it. But this book, David Hackett Fisher's book, Paul Revere Rudd, is actually one of the best books out there. I think that uh, I was speaking to him just recently, and there's approximately a 200-year gap in the the history of Paul Revere and April 19, 1775. I mean, you're, you're going you're gonna to find that out when you start doing the, the searches on it. 
there was a lot of uh, there's children's books. There is uh, there was a movie, one of the first movies that was done uh, in the United States. It was uh, it was by Thomas Edison. Is that yeah? It was by Thomas Edison. I believe it was around 1914 or so, and uh, he did a movie called Paul Revere's Ride. But he, it was the movie was pretty much a direct. Uh, on-screen representation of uh, of the poem uh, of Paul Revere's Ride, which was uh, had a lot of uh, factual errors. So there was a big gap in the history until this book came along, and he did a great job on it. Now he's got a lot of other books also. Uh, he has Washington's Crossing, and that covers uh, the events. Uh, surrounding the the end of 1776 and of the uh, of the attack on Trenton and Princeton that changed the the look the outcome of the revolution. We were about to we were about to go down in flames. It was the 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 American Revolutionary War was about to take a uh, a horrible nosedive until in the dead of winter on uh, Christmas Day they uh, they took uh, they went across the uh, the Delaware the frozen Delaware and they walked through the night in freezing rain and snow and ice. Uh, without winter clothing, many of the men barefoot, and then attacked the German garrison and uh, and won. And then this put a uh, charge back into uh, the Continental Army and the uh, the Revolutionary War and changed the thinking of it and uh, and I believe it was probably the most important battle fought during the American Revolutionary War. He covers the the events uh, of this, of the battle there, in a great detail. And it's also a great book. And he also has uh, uh, Albion's Seed, which is the story of the four tribes that began uh, America. You know, there's four main tribes that came across uh, to New England uh, at different time periods in history, and you can trace. He traces these back in almost every way in the the patterns of speech and their their thoughts on on uh, marriage and family and working and death, religion, etc. And each one is a very distinct tribe. And they are the root of the stock of the peoples uh, that peopled the United States. They're the, the folks that peopled this nation. And it's extremely interesting. As a historian, I, I can't imagine uh, uh, a book that uh, this, I can't imagine you not wanting to read this book and uh, to understand the reasons, the, the reasons that we do things now the way we do them the reasons for the customs 
that we have, the reasons for the ways that we talk, the work ethics, the, the way that we bury people, the way that we feel about our elders, about our, the old folks, etc. This goes into an in-depth explanation of that. So he's got a lot of great books, but Paul Revere's Ride and Washington's Crossing are two of my favorites, and he'll be on this next week to discuss those. And we hope that everybody is going to be uh, tuning in on the 16th at 7 p.m. Central because it will be a very great uh, evening. Now, we have, uh, we of course, we always have a lot of jobs that need to be filled. And uh, uh, I'm going to mention several of those tonight. Uh, right now we have the event going on out at White Sands Missile Range. We have uh, a group of the, uh, the soldiers there going through the Alpseed uh, program and, uh, and becoming masters of their rifles, as they should be in the military, and then hearing about, uh, hearing about the reasons that they're there. This is going on at the White Sands Missile Range, and we're starting to get more and more requests uh, from guard units, reserve units, active duty units for the Appleseed Program instruction. Now, you, each one of you listening, uh, can be considered an ambassador to uh, your state's guard, reserve, uh, active duty units. We want you to, uh, we want to give you the, uh, the okay and the authority to start contacting them and letting them know that we would like to work with them. <clears throat> now, what we're also going to need is a person to, uh, to consider stepping up and becoming a liaison uh, between Appleseed and the, uh, the military units that we're working with. So if this is something that uh, you might consider, and it, you're gonna probably going to need to have uh, a military background, uh, either been in the military, et cetera, so that you'll at least have an understanding of the folks and the way they do things, and then... Uh, have a good uh, understanding of the Appleseed program. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask folks uh, if this sounds like something that you would like to consider or you'd like to be considered for, then you can PM me on the forum, uh, PM myself or uh, Sam D, and uh, uh, actually include both of us in the PM, and uh, we'll start uh, – We'll start going through the, the folks and finding a good uh, liaison head and then a liaison team. This is going to be something that, uh, that we're going to keep working on for, uh, from now and into the future in the Alpha Seed program because it's very important. It's very important that we uh, render service to our community, including uh, to the men and women in the armed forces, and uh, and give them the rifle marksmanship uh, instruction that we can give, and then also to give them the the history of the 
of America and April 19, 1775, so that they can continue to understand why they're there. All right, I still don't have the chat program open, <clears throat> so I can't read what's going on there. But uh, I'm hoping that uh, it looks like Sam has called in. I'm going to ask him to come on because I'm hoping that he can give me a rundown on how things are going uh, uh, out at White Sands. Sam? Evening, Scout. How are you doing this evening? Real good, real good. Well, I'm afraid I can't. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I, uh, I I can't give too much rundown on White Sands because I'm not going to be out there working until Thursday. Okay. All right, but you I'm got still have to do my my working stiff thing. Right, but uh, you've got. Uh, I'm sure you've had some contact with the folks. How's it going out there? Well, uh was going pretty good. I don't have a, a final on today. Yesterday was not real hot. They had a lot of wind and issues, uh, late setup, late start, but uh, had to do some negotiating with the range contractors, but they got it rolling, and today the weather was much nicer. I'm sure they didn't have any 50-mile-an-hour gusts today. And uh, I expect when I finally get a hold of them tonight that they will have had a very good day. Well, good. What's the weather like there right now? Right here in Texas today, it was an absolutely beautiful day. It was about 60 degrees here and about a 5 to 10 mile an hour steady breeze all day. Huh. Well, that sounds like a, that sounds like a nice day uh, for March in New Mexico. It uh, it generally is a lot windier than it is today, and I'm hoping that uh, it held off for them down there. Uh, one of the things about the weather here, I can be having a fantastic day, and uh, just the other side of that hill down on White Sands, it can be wildly different. Right, right. Uh, that range is in the middle of a flat about four miles away from the, the closest elevation, and it doesn't take much wind to get coming across there and really raise havoc with the place. What's the normal wind speed out there? Uh, because I know that uh, I, I know that anytime you have uh, like the the high deserts and stuff, you have a you have quite a uh, you have a great deal of prevailing winds. What's the the normal wind speed out there? Oh, seven or eight mile an hour from the south southwest during the day. When the sun comes up, we get a good strong easterly of about 20 mile an hour for an hour. And when the sun goes down, we get 15 or 20 mile an hour wind out of the west. Right. Well, listen. Did you hear my uh, announcement earlier about the uh, uh, about the liaison? I did. I did. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, ask them to contact uh, to contact you and me, and uh, uh, and we'll get. Uh, Start getting a team together to start handling the uh, the liaisons with the military. This is uh, from a work board that we have up in the uh, on the forum, uh, and uh, and I don't know if this is something I, I I figure that you already had enough on your plate that you may not this may not be something that you would want to personally do. I figured we could uh, get somebody else new. Uh, that wasn't doing a whole lot to try and handle the liaison, 
and then uh, help them get a team put together, and uh, we could just advise them, but let them do the actual work on it. Sure. Uh, the real thing is, is breaking the ice, getting in touch of the of your local unit. Uh, if you're looking at uh, dealing with the National Guard, with the regulars, it's a little bit more difficult, but not much. Uh, and, and I would just literally go down to the armory on a drill weekend and and uh, get a hold of the first sergeant, take a coffee cup away from him, and say, "Hey." You got some guys down here have a rough time qualifying? Let me help you out. And when he says, what do I do? Give him my phone number and I'll talk with him. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, and as I said earlier, uh, that's each and every one of you. You don't need any special qualifications uh, to do what Sam just mentioned. You can go down to the, uh, to the armory and uh, you can probably do it almost, uh, almost any day of the week. Uh, certainly a drill weekend would be good, but usually uh, most of the, the larger armies will have at least a two- or three-person staff that's full-time so that somebody will be there during the day, during the week, etc. <laughs> so go down, let them know that uh, we have a program that's available, that we're willing to uh, bring teams in, uh, no charge to them, turnkey operation, and help them uh, improve the, the overall rifle marksmanship of their organization. Get the, uh, all the folks in their unit qualified. Get them up to where they can qualify. They get all the, uh, get uh, improve their scores. Uh, their uh, uh, and uh, and then get the number. All you have to do is give them uh, Sam's number, and uh, and we'll take care of the rest. So there's really not much to it other than. Uh, than just taking the time to do it. Next time you're driving down the highway and you see the uh, the armory right there, right there on your right, or right there on your left, just go ahead and slow down. Pull, turn in. Let them know what uh, what we have, what we're offering, because uh, uh, this is a great deal for them and a great deal for us. As I said, we are we're an all volunteer, grassroots nonprofit organization dedicated. To service, we're dedicated uh, to providing uh, service to our fellow Americans, and that's what we do every single day. We're working on that every weekend somewhere in America. We're a service-oriented organization, and that's what we're doing. So make sure that uh, make sure this stays up in the top of your head. Now, maybe it's going to take you two or three times of driving by before you say, "Okay, I'm ready to do it," but but get yourself into that mode where you are ready to do it and you go ahead and you take the time to stop in there. I tell you, Scott, it's real easy. If you walk in and you got a coat with an apple seed patch or you're wearing an apple seed t shirt, just point at that statue on the on that patch and then take a look at that patch that guardsman's got on his uniform. Because yep. it's the same guy. That's right. They know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you hope that they do. Sometimes they, sometimes they don't. But if they're if they're sitting in there in that office, they're going to know. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. this is something that we would like you guys to do now. And I'm saying this because uh, uh, I, I'm sure it'll get a slow start on this. 
uh, I would love if everybody went out and did it tomorrow, but at the same time, uh, that that would put some pressure on us. But I know that's not going to happen. So what I'm asking you guys to do is uh, just put this on your calendar. Say, you know what, this week, uh, this month, at some point, I'm going to stop in at the armory. I'm going to drive by there. I'm going to pull in. I'm going to say, hey, would you guys, do uh, you have a few seconds to uh, to speak about this? Give them your 60-second uh, elevator speech. Uh, have the uh, the flyer, the flyer and the promo material that you have with you. Have that ready. If you don't have that, <clears throat> just give them the uh, the AppleseedInfo.org address and the uh, Appleseed uh, email address, and uh, they can contact us, and we'll start working with them, and uh, we'll get these balls rolling because uh, this is something that we're we're very interested in, and we're very determined to do, and uh, we want to help out wherever we can. <clears throat> I'm really interested in uh, in hearing how the the event is going there. There's uh, uh, I've got, of course, we've got a lot of good apple seed instructors out there. When did they get started, Sam? Well, they started uh, yesterday morning. They were on the range at 6:30. Uh, they had to call it off by 15:15. They had reached a point where the wind was just too far gone, but the schedule called for starting at 7:30 this morning. All right. In a little uh, while, I'll get off the line and call out. And I may be able to have one of them call into the show. If they're done with their uh, AAR, I'll see if I can get them to call into the show here in a little bit. Well, good, good. That's what I was hoping to do, uh, is have one of those folks call in and let us know how it's going. And then uh, uh, I have a group from uh, the uh, of the Texas Guard that will be coming in... Uh, in two weeks for the apple seed that's at the end of the rifleman's boot camp. <clears throat> this is the, uh, uh, I'm not going to say a lot about it right, right now, but uh, this will be a, uh, a group of the folks that uh, from the state guard that are going to be looking at the program, and and we're giving them a run through. Uh, I told them that the best time to come, of course, for them would be, well, for anybody. At the end of a rifleman's boot camp, you have... Uh, You've got a fresh crop of instructors who are just bursting at the seams, uh, just uh, dying to get out there and instruct. They've worked, uh, you know, six hard days on uh, learning their craft, learning the, the skills and techniques uh, required to shoot uh, your rifle to rifleman standards. And then they spent uh, several long days learning how to teach others these skills and techniques. So when Saturday comes, these guys are they're they're bone tired because of all the work they've put in, but they're still bursting with pride when they put those hats on those instructors' hats and uh, they get up there on Saturday morning uh, it's like they drink uh five cups of coffee because they're ready to go they're ready to teach each and every one of them i I love <laughs> the apple seeds that come up at the end of the boot camps so yeah, i'm gonna I'm gonna hop off the line. And I'll try to call out to Wismer and see if I can get uh, one or two of the guys to call in here in a bit. Okay. That sounds great, Sam. Thanks uh, Thanks for calling in. And then uh, 
as soon as you find out, just go ahead and call back in, and uh, I'll bring you back on the line. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. These guys are uh, – Sam has worked hard on this. He's worked hard on the uh, the White Sands Missile Range. He worked hard on the, the Fort Stewart, Georgia event. He's been doing a bang-up job on this. And all the while, uh, he and the rest of the New Mexicans have been uh, uh, keeping New Mexico running at high speed. So Sam is just doing a bang-up job out there. Let me get the uh, the upcoming events. Let me get those read real quick so that uh, everybody will see what we have coming up. <clears throat> now, when you decide that you want to go to an Appleseed event, what you do is you go to appleseedinfo.org. That's one word, appleseedinfo, one word, dot org. That's the uh, home page. On the home page, you'll see a list of tabs running across the top of the page. At the far left tab, says Appleseed. You put your cursor on that, it'll give you a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, you go to Schedule. Click on Schedule. That'll take you to the page that I'm, I'm about to read from. Now, when you're looking at the schedule, it'll be listed uh, month by month, and then... Uh, You'll see the first the cities and then the states that it's being held on and the dates in that uh, of that month. Once you've decided on a location, then to the right of that uh, location, there's two hot links. One says information. If you click on that link, it'll give you all the uh, the information for that specific event, where it's being held, the time, the hours. Uh, any special info you'll need, directions, who to contact for more information, etc. Right next to that is another link that says register. Now, when you get ready to go to one of these events, what we'd like you to do, and I don't care if it's a year away, click on the register, which takes you to the uh, the registration page, which is the Eventbrite page. They do the registrations for us. And pre-register. That uh, that does two things. The first thing it does is it makes sure that you have a spot on the line when you get there. <clears throat> You've pre-registered, so your spot is guaranteed. The other thing it does is it lets us know that you're coming. So that's how we base uh, who to send, how much gear to send, etc., how many instructors. And uh, this needs to be done in a timely fashion because we've got to get – all the instructors uh, out to all the different locations across the United States. We've got to get all the uh, uh, supplies shipped out, hundreds and hundreds of uh, boxes of supplies every month shipped out across the United States, uh, hundreds of airline tickets, of uh, hotels, uh, rental cars, etc., to make sure that we have the instructors in place. And it helps us out if you pre-register so that we know how many folks are going to be at a certain event so that we can schedule the proper amount of instructors, get the right amount of supplies, etc., set up for the event. Also, there have been a few times when the events have sold out, and that would have been it, except we saw the pre-registration numbers climbing, and we knew that it was going to sell out way before the event, and that gave us time to try and secure additional line space. So... We actually ended up uh, securing more space by uh, uh, renting out another bay at one time, renting out a different range uh, on the other side of town another time. But 
we're never that's never going to happen if we don't know that we need to do it. And the only way we're going to know we need to do it is by you pre-registering. So please, once you've decided you want to attend uh, an event, don't wait till the last second. Uh, you might uh, wait till the last second. You might drive out there and they say, "Man, we're we're filled up." Uh, that's not going to be good. So make sure that you go ahead and you pre-register. You get you a place on the line, and then we'll have the uh, correct number of instructors there. If at all possible, if the event is uh, selling out, we'll try and secure additional lines for the shooters. But we won't be able to do that unless you pre-register. So make sure that you take a look at the events you want to attend. Once you've decided you want to attend one, hit free hit the uh, register for the event button and register even if you are a uh even if you're attending free if you're active duty uh, etc we still need to know that you're coming and uh just because we're not charging you if you're a female or active duty guard reserve etc it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to get on the line if we don't have the space for it so make sure that you pre-register all right for March, we'll start off the weekend of March 13th and 14th with Birmingham, Alabama, followed by Farmington, New Mexico, Henderson, Minnesota, Racine, Wisconsin, Williamstown, Michigan. That brings us to the weekend of March 20th, 21st, which starts off in Augusta, Georgia, followed by Canton, Mississippi, Colebrook, Connecticut, Corpus Christi, Texas, Davila, Texas, that's the event that I was just telling you about, the end of the boot camp event, Escondido, California, March 20th, 21st, Lancaster, Ohio, Lobelville, Tennessee, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Osage Beach, Missouri, Piru, California, Sacramento, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Yanceyville, North Carolina. All right, that brings us to the weekend of March 27th, 28th. That's the Amarillo, Texas event at the indoor location. That's followed by Buckeye, Arizona, Evansville, Indiana, Miamisburg, Ohio, Ramsar, North Carolina. That brings us to April. The first weekend in April, we have Bates City, Montana, Lewiston, Idaho, Crittenden, Kentucky, will bring us to the April 10th and 11th weekend, followed by Las Cruces, New Mexico, Albion, New York, starts off the April 17th and 18th weekend. This is uh, the first of the events that we're having to celebrate the April 19th, 1775. <clears throat> All right, you guys ready? I did this last week, so uh, so you know it's time to go get some coffee. Uh, uh, settle in, because this is a, a long list. I'm really, really proud of this. I'm really, really proud of this, because... It was just it was just yesterday uh in my mind that that we decided to to have an April nineteenth weekend event. And 
we said, oh man, what are we? How are we going to do this? How many can we get? How, how many can we get for this uh, this first weekend? And uh, and it was just a few. It was just a few. And now <clears throat> we're right at uh, almost a hundred events. A hundred. It's just uh, it's just amazing to me that. Uh, that we're doing this many in one weekend across the United States. And the only thing more amazing to me than this is the fact that it's going to keep growing, that uh, at some at someday soon in the future, I can envision uh, a weekend where we have uh, 200 shoots, 300 shoots in one weekend. In one weekend across the United States, thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children firing simultaneous volleys across the nation in honor of those men and women who gathered together on April 19, 1775 at Lexington, at the North Bridge in Concord, along Battle Road back to Boston. Simultaneous volleys across the nation uh, honoring them. Well, let's get started. The uh, the event to kick it off would be Albion, New York, Almonds, Pennsylvania, Alton, Illinois, Athens, Ohio, Beckley, West Virginia, Bennington, Vermont, Bonfield, Illinois, Botano, North Dakota. Boulder City, Nevada, Brighton, Colorado, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Buckingham, Virginia, Burlington Flats, New York, Calverton, New York, Canton, Mississippi, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castle Rock, Washington, Castro Valley, California, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Cloverdale, Indiana, Court Lane, Idaho, College Station, Texas, Columbia, uh, I can't see the letters, Columbia, uh, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Corpus Christi, Texas, Custer, South Dakota, Dalton, New Hampshire, Davila, Texas, Duluth, Minnesota, Durand, Illinois, Elbridge, New York, Elk River, Minnesota, Eureka, California, Evansville, Indiana, Fenton, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Fountain, Colorado, Gainesville, Florida, Granville, Oklahoma, Gunnison, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut, Harvard, Maine, Hernando County, Florida, Holderness, New Hampshire, Hubertus, Wyoming, uh, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Kimmermere, Wyoming, Kingsport, Tennessee, Knob Creek, Kentucky, Lemoore, California, Lobelville, Tennessee, Lodi, Wisconsin, Manchester, Tennessee, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Maynardville, Tennessee, Miamisburg, Ohio, 
Middlebury, Vermont, Midland, Texas, Montrose, Indiana, or Iowa, Mayaka City, Florida, New Bremen, New York, New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Osage Beach, Missouri, Payton, Payson, Arizona, Pelham, New Hampshire, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Perrier, Tennessee, Ramsar, North Carolina, Raton, New Mexico, Red Bluff, California, Ridgecrest, California, Rochester, Minnesota, Roswell, New Mexico, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, San Luis Obispo, California, Santa Barbara, California, Sarasota Springs, New York, Sherburn, Louisiana, Sierra Vista, Arizona, Spooner, Wisconsin, Stinson, West Virginia, Suamico, Wisconsin, Three Forks, Montana, Vienna, Ohio, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Washburn, Missouri, Waterman, Illinois, Weatherby, Missouri, Williamstown, Missouri, Winslow, New Jersey, Yanceyville, North Carolina. Wow. Just think about that for a minute. That is a lot of events. Nobody's ever done that before. Nobody's ever run that many events across the nation simultaneously. Nobody has ever gathered Americans together to teach them about their history, to teach them about what it means to be an American. Put that many folks together on a firing line across the United States at one time, ask them to fire simultaneous volleys in honor of the, the men who had fallen at Lexington Green. Nobody's done that before. You guys are all uh, involved in making history. All right. Uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347 308 8790. 347 308 8790. If you have any questions about uh, this next weekend, <clears throat> I mean, uh, this next week, then we'd like you to call in and uh, give us those questions. What I'm talking about is the second strike of the virtual muster night. You remember just recently we had the first strike of the virtual muster night. We had uh, a large group of folks who logged onto the forum at one time, and, uh, and we got a huge amount done. We got a lot of information out to people. We had a lot of people listening to... Uh, the radio show, uh, it was a really great evening. Now, we'd like to do that again, and we would like to get more people this time. We'd like to break the the last record that we had, which was, uh, let me take a peek here, but, uh, okay, 
479 was the number of folks it recorded, and that's because they were both they were they were all online at the same time. Now I think altogether there are around seven to eight hundred people that uh, were on the forum as uh, unique users. That means that uh, there were seven to eight hundred folks who had logged onto the forum uh, that night to check in at the virtual muster, and I don't think that we should have a problem in uh, beating that this next time. That will be this next Tuesday from 7 to 10.30. We're asking everyone to uh, to put that on your calendar and make sure that uh, it will be 7 p.m. Central Time to 10.30 p.m. Central Time. Make sure that uh, you put that on your calendar so that you can log in and get counted by your state as, uh, you know, just just log into your state board and just post, a, and I'm here, so that uh, they can count you as their individual uh, for each of the individual states. And then uh, get you a cup of coffee. You know, use this time to uh, check the post that uh, you haven't seen, to answer PMs, to, uh, to read up on the stuff that you're going to need uh, for this coming April 19th, to uh, check the uh, the schedule of events, check the instructor's board, uh, make sure that you are uh, signed up for the events, and not just for the events that month, but go ahead and look, look out into the future and schedule yourself for the rest of the year. Make sure that, uh, because if there's something happens and you can't make it, well, we can always find somebody to replace you, but try and find the events that you can handle during the upcoming year and go ahead and get scheduled for those. <clears throat> then, uh, right around 8 o'clock or so, we'll have uh, Dr. Fisher on, David Hackett Fisher. He'll be on the radio show as our guest, and uh, we would like everybody to be listening uh, to the things that he has to say about Paul Revere's ride about the book that that we use as our as our textbook for instructing uh, the history of that day of the events of that day. I just got a case of the uh, Paul Revere's ride books from Rifle Woman today in the mail. Uh, I asked her if she would send me a case so I could have some ready for all of the uh, the boot camp guys <coughs> in. Uh, and even though they were all the same book, and it was all Paul Revere's ride, uh, there's something about that book. You know, I opened up the box and, and took a look at them, and they were just uh, as sweet as could be. Of course, I wouldn't trade them for mine, because mine has uh, all the notes written in the margins and uh, and the highlights and everything else. I've already spent a great deal of time uh, uh, making those notations in it and making the writing the explanations uh, in the margins and stuff. Uh but uh, they sure are pretty when they're new. <clears throat> okay, I still don't have the uh, the chat open, so I'm I'm just assuming it's running well. Uh, <clears throat> we've got another uh, another caller. I'm going to take right now. Area code seven one two. You're on the air. Can you hear me? 
area code 712-249. All right. Well, uh, don't hang up. I'm not going to drag you on here. Uh, but if you do want to call in, uh, go ahead and call in at 347-308-8790. And we'll get you on the air. Sam said he's going to uh, contact the White Sands folks and get one of them to call in. Now, next week, we'll also have the uh, we'll have the traditional uh, boot camp uh, radio show where we'll have the uh, all the folks in the boot camp. We all come up to the front porch here on the house, and my wife will give us some snacks and stuff and coffee and sodas, <clears throat> and we'll do a uh, a live report from the uh, Davila. Uh, rifleman's boot camp and uh, those are always great because uh, it gives a chance it gives the folks who are attending the rifleman's boot camp a chance to talk about what they what they've just gone through uh, or what they're going through uh, then and there and listen if you've been to a rifleman's boot camp or even to an apple seed i don't have to tell you that that it's not just a rifle marksmanship event, and it's not it's not a a social event. It's not a uh, it, it's it's none of those, and it's all of those. You when you go to a an apple seed rifle marksmanship event, whether it's a two day event or the uh, the eight day boot camp, on the two day event, if you're standing there. On Sunday evening, listening to the benediction, then you know in your heart that your life has changed. Your life has been changed by the event. Now, uh, how much has changed uh, is always uh, an individual thing. I mean, uh, it's not like you shave your head and put on a monk's robe and... uh, and you, you've changed that much, but uh, but inwardly, you might have. Uh, going to an apple seed event <clears throat> changes your life, uh, not because of the rifle marksmanship, and not just because uh, you stood on the line shoulder to shoulder with uh, the best of your fellow Americans that the nation has to offer. It's because somehow, somewhere, something in you decided to flip a switch, to to make a change uh, in your life, in your destiny. And you ended up at an apple seed event. That was the very first step you took. Then you set yourself a goal of of improving your rifle marksmanship skills. And during the course of the two-day event or the eight-day boot camp, you met or exceeded that goal. So you set yourself a goal, you met it, and you exceeded it. And then the next thing that happened inside your mind, inside your heart, is you ask yourself, what next? What can I do next 
That's the that is the refrain that I hear from almost every person on uh, after the benediction on Sunday. What next? What can I do next? Not not for not for just themselves and not for the Appleseed program. They're asking, what can I do next to make my myself a better person, to make my home a better home, my family a better family, my community a better community, my state a better state, my nation a better nation? What's next? What can I do? That's how lives are changed. It awakens the sleeping American inside each person in this nation. It awakens the sleeping American whenever you attend an event. And I tell the folks when they attend an event, you got from this point on, there there are a thousand paths that radiate uh, from you in all directions. But there's only two choices that you can make. One, you know, and I don't want to joke about this, but it, it's it's almost like the uh, it's almost like that scene in the Matrix when they have the the guy is uh, is holding a pill in each hand, and he's and and it, you can make the decision to go back home, get back on the couch, get the remote back in your hand, to uh, completely deny the fact that you have a sacred obligation to safeguard the freedoms and liberties the Founding Fathers uh, left in your care. That all is well, all is good, all is fine, and you can put your head back in the sand. Or you can realize that your nation needs you. Your nation needs you to fulfill your sacred obligation in safeguarding those freedoms and those liberties, in maintaining the American Revolution. And by American Revolution, I don't mean the Revolutionary War. I don't mean uh, thinking that you're going to have to go and fight somewhere because that's not the American Revolution. The American Revolutionary War... And the American Revolution are two different things. The American Revolutionary War had a beginning and an ending. The American Revolution was never designed to end. The American Revolution was designed to be a continuously expanding uh, experiment in individual and national freedoms and liberties. So if you make the decision not to go home, not to put your head back in the sand, not to get back on the couch with a remote in your hand, then a whole different world is opened up for you. A whole a whole new way of life. You know, when I tell the guys, when I talk to them, when they get their rifleman's patch, when they shoot 210 or above on the AQT, the AQT is just a diagnostic tool. It's, there's nothing magical about it. It's just 
a diagnostic tool. It's a way for us to determine whether or not you're uh, understanding and using the skills and techniques that we've been giving you. So scoring 210 or above on the AQT is not, uh, does not instantly make you a rifleman. It means that you have qualified to rifleman standards as far as firing your rifle. <clears throat> but what it does do is it gives you the key to begin leading the life of a rifleman. To leading the life of a rifleman. You know, last, uh, well, I guess it's been uh, two weeks. Two weeks ago, we had Jack Spurko from Survival Podcast on the show. And uh, he talked about uh, a rifleman's duty to be prepared for any and all eventualities. Well, the idea we were trying to get across, that I, that myself and Jack were trying to get across, is that you don't do this. Uh, you don't do this all at once, or or thinking that I'm going to have to change my life and start preparing for event X, Y, or Z. That's not what you do. What you do is you start living the lifestyle of being prepared. The same way with living the lifestyle of a rifleman. As a rifleman, you're thinking every single day about how to make yourself better, how to be a better person, how to be a better teacher, and, uh, and moving on the seventh step, which is bringing the ideas and the missions and goals of Appleseed to others. How to, be, how to have a better home, how to have a better uh, family, a better community, a better state, a better nation. That's always at the top of your list, at the top of your priorities as a rifleman. You're living the life of a rifleman. And it doesn't mean that you are, you're doing something extra special and different so that, uh, so that you have to stop everything else you're doing or, or quit your job, etc., etc. You don't do that. You just incorporate leading the life of a rifleman into your normal life. The same way that you, uh, if you're living uh, in a preparation, uh, in a survival preparation type lifestyle, the same way that you, you go and you buy food, and you store food, and you stock food, extra food. <clears throat> you don't lock that stuff in a in your basement or in a big box and never open it and say, "Well, I'm just this is only to be used in the event of an emergency." Because what will happen is you'll get to that uh, that day that you need it. You'll open the box up, and those cans will be burst open or ruined or out of date. Uh, they'll be no good. What you do instead is you eat out of that uh, out of that lot, and then you keep replacing it, so that if there is some type of uh, event, your food is there ready and fresh and ready to go, and you didn't uh, you didn't have to rush out and buy everything at once, because during the course of the year, uh, every time you went to the store, you bought a little a little extra of this, a little extra of that. And you stored it away. 
a little extra, a little bit at a time, because you are leading the life of a plan of surviving. Of surviving. The same way that you're going to be leading the life of a rifleman. It's not going to require you to stop everything you're doing. It just requires you to keep that uppermost in your mind. That today I'm going to talk to another person about uh, becoming a member of the Appleseed Project. I'm going to talk to another person about uh, about coming to an event, learning how to become the master of their rifle, and understanding uh, what it means to be an American. Every day you're incorporating a little bit more of that into your life, and a little bit more. That's what I'm talking about. Being a rifleman, leading the life of a rifleman, is a lifestyle. And I've got to tell you, it's a very rewarding one. Yeah, it's a lot of work. You bet it is. I already got a regular job, and uh, and my regular job is uh, it's not a nine to five. Uh, my regular job already cost me fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty hours a week, and I'm putting this on top of it. And I ask a lot from my family. I ask a lot from them because uh, I'm gone a lot from them. Uh, in teaching, instructing, uh, I'm, I sacrifice the the money I would normally make on those weekends because I work seven days a week. I sacrifice the money I would make on those weekends in order to instruct. And why? Because I think it's important. Uh, and why is it important? Because as a rifleman. You want to leave the world better than you got it. You want to make sure that when you hand off the nation, that you hand off to those who came after you, who come after you, to your kids, your grandkids, to your great-grandkids, to to those millions of people you will never, ever meet. The millions who will come after you uh, long after you're dead that you left them a better nation than what you got. The nation you got that was handed to you, you took a water hose, you washed it off, and then you scrubbed it, and then you got out the, uh, you got out uh, a rag and some brasso, and you polished it, and then you, you oiled it, and then you, you kept it uh, out of the weather, out of the elements. You took care of it. So that you can hand it to those who came after you as a better nation. You didn't allow it to get rusty. You didn't allow holes to wear in it. You didn't allow pieces of it to break off and get lost. You safeguarded it. You treasured it. And then you handed it to those who came after. Telling them what they had to do in order to safeguard it. All right. <clears throat> Let's take a... I'm going to take another caller in just a second here. I told you my uh, my switchboard, my uh, 
my internet for some reason is uh is really slow this evening and uh, and I'm wondering if it's even uh Okay, hold on just a second. All right. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's take another caller now. Area code uh, 503. You're on the air? Hi, Scout. It's Karen. Hey, how are you doing? Fine, fine. I, I, I know you got another call waiting, and I didn't want to take up anybody's time. Well, you know, listen, you, you, you talk. You learn, let's hear what you got to say. We, we've got, uh, we got plenty of time. Okay. Well, I think, I don't know when I caught your show, but the, the Rifleman logo caught my eye one night, and I don't know if it was your first show or second show. I think I was the only one in the, in the room, and you were telling the story about sitting out in front of the feed store, you know, and picking up the pamphlet from Appleseed off the, you know, floor of the truck. Right. You know, something had been floating around for months, and I, that was just the best story, you know, I ever heard. And and then you started into the, you know, I, I remember the, about the rowboat, you know, going down the dark side of the river, and, you know, just the history was so wonderful. You know, and it, it just it just made me proud, and I and I thought, you know, that's what we're missing. We're not getting taught that any longer. Our, our kids are being taught uh, gayness, you know, in school, yeah. not, not American pride. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand that, you know, and I keep asking myself why, uh, what's going on. But but to be perfectly honest, the whys are kind of immaterial because. Uh, because it's yes, happening. So what are you going to do that's, about it? That's, that's it. the thing. That's, the, that's what you need to uh, is to focus on is what what are you going to do about it? And you can't you can't take the the tack that well I'm just one person and I can't do anything because that's exactly all that is needed for for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. And exactly. That, that's what happens to a great deal. Uh, over and over again in the history of this nation, is that people did nothing until until it got to the point where the, the camel's back was broken and they had to do something. And we don't want to go that far. We don't want to wait that long. Let's let's fix it while it, while it only takes an ounce to fix it instead of a pound. Well, you made Karen. a good point last week when you said, you know, when you served your time, you did your six years, I'm done, I'm good, I pat myself on the back. But it's but then you realize no you're not done you're it's never done. Yeah yeah exactly you can't I don't see it any different you know I I'm sure you guys know that I've, I've got uh, five young daughters and uh, yeah and the way that I look at it is you know in a few years the first one is going to cross over that magical line uh, no. into into adulthood you know in about five years and and when that happens. Uh, you know, I I can't imagine saying, all right, uh, she's done, 18 years. I think that's as long as anyone should have to be a parent, and uh, and I'm done. The rest of you guys, uh, you figure it out on your own. It won't I mean, happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, it doesn't work that way. And it can't work that way 
with your obligation, with your duty to the nation either. I don't care how long you've served or what you've done. There's always room for more. There's always, as long as we still have this nation, and God willing, it will stretch on, uh, and the the American Revolution will continue uh, into the infinite future. But there there is no end to your service to your nation. There, there's no end. This, you're never through. Uh, there's always something more because your service to your nation is not just to your nation any more than uh, than a watermelon vine. You know, if you uh, your duty when you cut that vine, every watermelon on the vine dies. It, they all go. They, they're all dead. Your duty to your nation is intertwined with your duty to yourself, to your family your community, your state. They're, it's all intertwined, and your service to yourself and your family and your nation can never end. Exactly. I, you never stop being a parent. You should never stop being a citizen. And Karen, I want to thank you, too, because <clears throat> you have been uh, you've been a friend to the show since day one. Matter of fact, I think you were probably the only one listening on that first show. And, uh, I don't know, but it was such a great show, and it's had me coming back. And I do have, you know, a small ranch out in eastern Washington, and, and God willing, if I ever can get back there, you know, you, you know, I would let, love to have a permanent range out there. Well, whenever you do get there, you let us know, because you get there, and we will we will come. We will help you build it, and uh, and we'll do everything with all turnkey operation, uh, we will make it happen. So yeah, whatever you, only, when you get back I'm out there, about, let us know. Yeah, I'm only about 40 miles from Spokane, about maybe uh, by road 50 miles from Idaho. So we're, there's a whole whole big area up there that needs something. Well, where are you? Where are you now? I'm down near Portland, Oregon. Well, what's keeping you there instead of on the ranch? Well, my job right now. Oh, well, get I don't rid have of that. A, get, get rid of that job. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> if, uh, I'm afraid I'm one of those people that has to have a job. Um, but uh, and it's just not a good time to, you know, go somewhere without one and, and hope. Oh, yeah. No, no, definitely not. And, uh, and but, I, I understand completely. I mean, uh, you know, I work for myself. And, uh, of course, I have people all the time saying, well, uh, you know, for me to go and do an event or <clears throat> to go somewhere or do something, uh, because I'm working with the animals and stuff, that uh, I, I can't just punch out. Uh, it's, it's just me. And uh, with biologicals, you can't just put them on the shelf and say, uh, go into the sleep mode until I get back. Uh, exactly. They get mad at you. You you, yeah. you know that now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be a an Orwellian type revolt if I did that. So uh so I understand. Yeah, well I, I grew up you know, I grew up the same way. I was you know, we 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 got up, you know, we went to school early, you know, and, and then we got home, you know, we didn't sit down in front of the T V or grab the Xbox or you know, or get on a text messaging thing. And, you know, we we were off changing pipe. You know, we didn't even have the electronic, you know, irrigation pipe. We moved them one 
one at a time for the alfalfa. And we were out in the winter, you know, checking on calves. You know, it, it was just we, nonstop till dinner, and then after dinner you were in the barn. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, Nobody nobody knows what it li- it's like anymore. They don't, just don't have to work that hard, and they complain about everything. Well, you know, we talk about it at the, at the, in the program here. We talk about <clears throat> we're not asking people to to make huge sacrifices. We're not asking people to stand together uh, in ranks, armed and ready, uh, on Lexington Green, uh, and just by virtue of the fact that they're standing there, that they could very well have a death sentence uh, proclaimed on them. We're not asking people uh, to go through uh, all winter long without food, without uh, winter clothes, without shoes, to march uh, hundreds of miles barefoot on the snow and ice. And listen, they did that. They did that. We're not asking you to do any of that. We're not asking you to get to get shot at or get shot uh, by uh, British regulars in a time when there was no 911, there was no life flight, there were no hospitals or doctors. Uh, we're not asking you to do that. Here's what we're asking you to do. We're asking you to commit yourself to go to a a two-day course, a weekend course. Heck, you can stay in a hotel uh, while you're there. You're going to shoot something that uh, you probably like to do anyway. You're going to be in the company of other folks just like you, uh, the best folks the nation has to offer. So, heck, uh, I'm telling you, if the folks back in 1775 had had that option, if they said, okay, uh, option one, we're all going to go over to Lexington Green just to start out. We're going to go over there, and we're going to stand there while they shoot at us. And, uh, yeah, some of us are going to hit by, going to get hit by uh, walnut-sized chunks of lead, and, yeah, it's going to be awfully painful. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Then we're going to keep on fighting for another eight long bloody years. <clears throat> Okay, that's option one. Okay, everybody square away on that. Let's think about that. Okay, option two, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to uh, a weekend event with some of our friends. Uh, we're going to shoot uh, We're going to shoot our muskets. Uh, we're going to eat some barbecue or some sandwiches. We're going to tell stories about uh, the history, and, uh, and we're going to meet with some of the best Americans that the, the nation has to offer. All right, let's compare and contrast those two, and let's figure out which one we think we should do. I mean, I think the answer is very obvious, and yet and yet, it's like pulling teeth at times to get people to, to do this. And I'm sure that I understand part of it, and that is when I was talking to, you, to the folks about earlier, and that is if you open your mind up to it, if you realize uh, that you have a sacred duty, a sacred obligation to the nation, then you've got to do – then you have to make a commitment to do something about it. And I think that scares a lot of folks. Well, it's just a choice. You want to die standing or kneeling. Right. Well, listen, Karen, I really appreciate all that you do uh, every it's my week honor. for the show. It's my honor. Did you, uh, I'll let you go. I know there's somebody the, else on the line. Well, did the, did the chat open up? Is the chat going on? Yeah, chat's doing fine. That's what I actually called to tell you. Okay. Chat's, chat's doing fine. We're doing great in there. Well, like I said, we're going to have uh, a uh, we're going to get the upgrade package this week, 
and uh, uh, I believe that has a that has a, a a lot of stuff that goes with it. Uh, more uh, uh, bandwidth. I think it has you the have, uh, the ability. You have satellite have, internet, right? Yes, I have satellite. Yes. Yeah, satellite is kind of touchy. You know, so so what happens to you doesn't happen necessarily to everybody. So sometimes I, I don't I don't know that the upgrade is all that important. I, I, I don't it, you know. It I, also allows it allows a lot of other things. Other like interactions. It, well, it, it allows uh, they get. Uh, uh, I think it they also give us like five thousand widgets a month uh, for promotion, cool. and uh, it would allow me to have fifty callers. Uh, on and on. There's just a there's a lot more stuff that uh, that I can do. Oh, yeah. More stuff, photographs and stuff I can upload to the uh, to the program. So uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a a plus. I mean, I know it'll be a plus. I hope it'll and I hope it'll solve some of the problems. But Karen, thank you yeah. so much for uh, for all you do every week. Oh, well, you're very welcome. It's an honor to me. And thank you call you. us as soon as you get your. Uh, you get back on the on the farm there. Not to worry. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> All right. Okay, that uh, that was Karen O. I'm sure if you've if you've listened to the show or if you've gone uh, uh, into the online chat that follows it, then you know she's a she is a regular, and uh, we sure depend on her uh, every week. She does uh, she helps out with the show tremendously. <clears throat> All right, uh, area code eight one three. Three three five, you're on the air. Let's go. You got me. I got you. Who's this? All right, this is it's an SKS. Hey, hey how are you doing, Eric? Doing pretty good. How you been? Uh, I've been dandy. Did you get? Uh, did Dennis? Man, get in you know, touch I still you? haven't been able to get in touch with those guys at Talk Radio. Okay. Well, listen, uh, you've got my number, so my telephone number and stuff. Uh, make sure that uh, make sure and give me a call tomorrow, and uh, and let's get this hammered out for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd really like to get in touch with them to uh, touch base about getting some advertising and perhaps even do an interview with them. Well, that uh, was uh, down that there was at the, the whole office. Point of, yeah, that was the whole point of this. I asked him to please. Uh, uh, what you guys were supposed to do with this? And listen, I'm going to tell you, everybody's listening that you can do the same thing uh, with your local radio station. But uh, uh, the guy from the Tampa uh, radio show, he wants to go to the Appleseed, and we decided that the April uh, 17th, 18th uh, event at, uh, uh, oh, it's escaping me. It starts with an M, Manatee. The Manatee uh, rifle range there would be the best one for him. So he was supposed to uh, bring you on, and you guys were going to start doing the prep where you're going to discuss what you need to do to prepare uh, for an Appleseed event. And then you guys were going to end up going to the event. He was going to do the event there, and then he'd come back and do the report on uh, on the Appleseed event. So that's what is supposed to be happening. So let me I'll, I'll get in touch with him again tomorrow, and uh, and then – you and I will both get in touch, and then we'll all three of us will talk about this and make sure that we're we're back on track for it. Yeah, what I really want to do is go right down there to the office, meet the guy, and uh, you know, 
walk him through, you know, the six steps. Tell him the history. You know, make sure that he's got everything in hand already so that he's 100% prepared for an event, like I wish I would have been for my first event. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one thing to read Fred's Guide to Becoming a Rifleman. It's another thing altogether to actually put it into practice. And, you know, that that's the best thing I've got going as far as, you know, attending an event. That's the best thing you get out of it, aside from the history and knowing what it means to be a rifleman in today's society, knowing what the duty as an American is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it sure helps a lot. Like you said, you can go to the the program, the APSI program, is uh, it was originally designed so that folks could order uh, Fred's Guide to Becoming a Rifleman, order the target, uh, all the the uh, AQTs, etc., <clears throat> and then get down, get down and dirty, and work themselves into uh, to be, being able to shoot the rifleman standards. And you can do that. You can. But it's not a whole lot different than saying, you know what, I'm going to, and this is for a person that doesn't have a good mathematical background. Maybe you had one year of algebra. You say, you know what, I decided I want to learn calculus. And you go to the bookstore and you get the calculus book and uh, and you just start doing the problems. That's going to be, that's a good analogy for that because uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard. So the best thing you can do is go ahead, get Fred's guide to becoming a rifleman, get you some targets and start shooting them, start learning uh, the uh, six steps to firing the shot. There are three basic things that we, te- that we teach you at an apple seed as far as, as when we're shooting. Three basic things that we are that we will uh, give you instruction in, and you can. Uh, I tell the folks there if they're if they're computer folks, then go ahead and pop open three file folders because everything we're going to teach you is going to go in one of the three file folders. The first one being how to build a stable shooting position. You have to have a stable shooting position in order to fire the shot. The next thing you're going to learn is how to determine your natural point of aim, and then how to shift it onto the target. And the third and final thing we're going to teach you is how to fire the shot by the six steps. Now, there's a lot more uh, that you're going to learn in each of those three categories, but those are going to be the three categories that you learn out of. And the only way to get a jump on on learning calculus is to go to an apple seed and, uh, and have the instructors there present the information to you, and then run you through it in the drills and stuff that we have. Uh, now, as I said earlier, uh, I was talking to, a, actually I was talking to a a person coming to the Rifleman's Boot Camp this week. And when I was explaining this stuff to him, I said, you know, the, the, the skills and techniques that we teach here at the Appleseed, Pro, Appleseed Project are not, these aren't some things that we sat around uh, campfire and dreamed up and just said, "Hey, what about this? Uh, let's uh, you know, let's have the the people uh, build a steady shooting position to shoot from. What about that? This is this is all stuff that has been distilled down through 400 years of uh, of firearms shooting." Uh, no, that's absolutely right. There was no around. need to reinvent the wheel. 
the wheel had already been made, perfected. All we had to do is knock the dust off of it and figure out a way to distill it down to something that we could teach in two days. Right. We have just put it into a an easily uh, teachable, I say easily teachable, it's easy now after after doing about 30 or 40 uh, apple seeds, it's starting to get kind of easier. But wh- what we've done is we've distilled it down uh, into a course that we can teach. We didn't come up with this stuff. This is stuff, this is tried and true, rock hard, solid uh, uh, skills and techniques that, that have been distilled down through uh, 400 years of shooting and billions and billions of rounds. So this isn't uh, some uh, some new fangled technique we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship at these events. Scout, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here a little bit, but this past weekend, all of the Florida instructors got together on a 600-yard rifle range and shot a full-distance AQT. We turned it into essentially an instructor boot camp or a rifleman's boot camp for instructors. Many of the instructors, myself included, had never had the opportunity to shoot at distance beyond 200 yards. Seeing those targets, that full-size D target, at 400, 500, and 600 yards was amazing. What was even more amazing is watching hits on target at 600 yards using a rack-grade rifle, ball ammunition, and a USGI sling. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, nothing, there's nothing better than, than having all of the stuff validated, having all these skills and techniques validated, uh, you know, whenever you shoot the actual distance. And uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell folks another thing is that before we go, before we go over to do the actual distance, I said, look, you're going to be very happily surprised when you see that uh, D target at 400 yards, it's going to be bigger than uh, than the 400-yard simulated target at uh, at 25 meters. It's going to be easier to hit uh, because uh, it's going to look bigger to you, and you're actually actually shooting the actual distance is going to be easier than shooting at the uh, the 25 meter. And a lot of times That's people don't fact. believe that, but they're they're always pleasantly surprised when they do. The other thing is, is that, uh, you know, when you shoot at 25 meters, <clears throat> you zero that rifle in and uh, you shoot at 25 meters, you're ready to go. And say you've got a, uh, uh, you've got your uh, M14, uh, your 30-06, uh, whatever 30 caliber battle rifle you have. You take that rifle straight over to the actual distance, and without touching any of the knobs, you shoot from the uh, the 200-yard position, and all your rounds impact in the black on the target. That's another thing that folks never expected. You know, they they they're they're always surprised and shocked at that. Yeah, it's amazing if you can keep five hits into a one-inch square at 25 yards. It's amazingly easy to do the same thing at 100 yards. Well, I'm glad Just on a four inch square. I'm glad you guys did that because uh, uh, what we're what we're starting to do now is uh, one of the things. And you look know, at the apple seed program is constantly, uh, you know, it's constantly changing, constantly trying to better itself. And uh, and one of the things that we're doing is uh, is we're making sure now that all of the all of the instructors we would like all of the instructors during the course of this year to schedule themselves for a range that has the actual distance, 
because we want all of the instructors to uh, make sure that they are qualified uh, at an actual distance range, that you've shot the AQT and scored. Uh, uh, here's another thing. You know, on the actual distance, you only have to score 200 points on the AQT to get your rifle. Ah, with how easy it is, make it 220. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, we if you can score 210 on a 25-yard target, you can easily score 220 on a full-distance target. The only thing that you've got to perfect at that point is your gauge and adjustment for the wind. <clears throat> That's right. Well, we want all of the instructors to start scheduling themselves. At some, at some point during the year this year, we'd like them to, uh, to figure out a way to rotate through one of the actual distance ranges and, uh, and get all of the uh, folks qualified at actual distance. and uh, Well, if you're in one of the southeast states and you don't have a range capable, come on down to Florida. We've got a 600-yard range here, and I'm working on getting more events scheduled. Well, that and sounds I'm, great. I'm hoping to create a, a, uh, a two-day full-distance clinic for Appleseed attendees that have scored riflemen. Well, you know, we, have, we don't we have, have a whole a, lot of ranges here that we can do a full-distance AQT, so I'm going to have to make it you know, a little, set the bar a little higher. You score rifleman at one of our 25-meter events, and you're invited to our full-distance event. There you go. That's perfect. That's what we'd like folks to do. And then uh, spend a day at the actual distance, shooting at the actual distance, and then getting all that uh, data recorded for your rifles and, uh, and understanding that, uh, that it does transfer uh, directly over. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job. And uh, be sure and... Uh, be sure and give me a call tomorrow so that uh, we can get the stuff worked out with Dennis at uh, 8.20 a.m. in in uh, Tampa <clears throat> and then get you guys together. Yeah, we've got about a month, to, maybe a little over a month to go before our next Appleseed here in Florida, so I want to make sure he's up to speed and ready to have a great event. Right. So. All right. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it. I want to thank you for all the work you've been doing on behalf of Appleseed. These uh, radio shows have been uh, one of the highlights of my week. Any week that I don't have an Appleseed, I ensure that I'm tuned right into your show. Well, thank you so. very much. And listen, I'll tell you guys too another thing. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, we're getting ready to move out to AM radio. Uh, Outstanding. Yeah, we're going to start out in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and we'll be at. Uh, KFNX in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be sharing the airwaves with uh, with Dr. Laura, Laura Ingram, uh, Neil Borch, and uh, uh, we'll be doing a uh, one-hour weekly show in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. That should be starting up uh, probably in the next uh, oh, 30 days or so. Well, I hope to see it syndicated to Tampa here real soon. Well, it'll also be it'll be streaming too, so you can always uh, you can go to KFNX and. Uh, and click on the link there and listen to the show there, and then uh, and then hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll you know spread out from there. But uh, that's coming up too. And uh, and thank you, Eric, for all the hard work you've done there in Florida because it's really showing. Uh, and we'll look for you. Uh, I'll look for you to call me tomorrow, and uh, and we'll get this worked out. Count on it. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, and be sure and be here next week, next Tuesday, for uh, Dr. Fisher's interview and for the virtual muster. Wouldn't miss it. All you right. have a great thank evening, you, Scott. I'll catch you on the uh, on the chat room.
All right. <clears throat> yes, folks, remember that this coming weekend, I mean this coming week, uh, is the second strike of the virtual muster. So we want everybody to put that on their calendars. Make sure that they check in uh, Tuesday night, uh, the 16th. Make sure that you check in during the night with your state board and uh, just go through the same thing we did last time. Check in, pick up any jobs that you need, any scheduling, any information. Make a night of it. Uh, Put on a pot of coffee and uh, listen to the radio show we'll be doing with Dr. Fisher and uh, answer your PMs and do some posting and uh, and just make a uh, an online night of it for the virtual muster. Uh, we're going to gearing ourselves up for the April 19th event, and uh, we'd like to make sure that everybody uh, checks in uh, this next Tuesday night. All right, uh, area code 580. Chris, is this you? Hello. Yeah. Five eight zero two seven eight. Who is this? Oh, it's OG. Okay, I thought it was. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. We just finally uh, finished up this last weekend shoot in Oklahoma City. Well, boy, I never would have thought that would have happened the way it happened. That was that was phenomenal. I could not believe the turnout, even with the weather. Really? How many folks did you have? Oh, almost sixty. And just as many, I think it was like 30-something the next day just because of the weather. But right. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Well, congratulations. And that was your your first event, right? Uh, at that location. But, no, that's not my first event. Uh, that was the first event that we actually got to have NRA pulpits so we could actually run a real fast KD range and everybody could actually see exactly what the rifles would do. So... Yeah, it was pretty neat being a master of puppets when you call in a correction in MOA and they can convert it onto their rifles and drop rounds straight into the V every time. So it was pretty neat. Wow. Yeah, you know the you're you're always lucky to have some have the uh, uh, have a, a location that has a pit and stuff. I've only worked at a couple of them. Uh, one was in uh, Jericho. Mm-hmm. That was the 600 yards with the uh, with the pits and stuff, and boy, uh, it was great. It was really, yeah. really good. Uh, let's see. There was something about that, though. What did I do? Oh, I know what it was. You know, I carry my, my Garand with the uh, mm-hmm. – I carry it with the sights run all the way down to protect it. Right. And uh, And – it was a rush, and I was actually going to shoot at this one. Uh, you know, we, we we told all the instructors, you know, get down and shoot too. And uh, and what was it anyway? I, or maybe I didn't think. I don't think I, I I wasn't going to shoot. That's what it was. I wasn't going to shoot. But we ended up with another instructor that was uh, going to help uh, run the line and stuff. So uh, so Nichols said, "All right, let's go. You know, go ahead. Uh, you know, you get on the line, scout." Got on the line, whipped the rifle out of the bag, and uh, and started shooting. Yep. And uh, I could not understand what was wrong, and uh, until I realized that I had never I had never run my sights back up, and uh, so that's uh, you know another lesson learned is uh, <laughs> you gotta you gotta run your sights back up 
You know, if you keep them down, you got to run them back up. Well, that's what was nice about for the Oklahoma Cadre, though, is that we, this will be the second time in a year that we've been able to run KD successfully, and just as much for the instructors as the students, there was so much information taken away from it. Well, how are you healing up? Oh, pretty good. I was kind of a little aware for the weather by Sunday afternoon, but I think that was because of the good Oklahoma weather of starting off cold and wet and then blowing in with the sunny and windy weather. So we were all kind of a little wore out come Sunday afternoon. Well, good. Like I told you, I said you your name's up on the prayer board at church, and we pray for you uh, uh, three times a week. So, uh, well, quit praying for me. You're already threw a green hat my way, and boy, oh, boy, <laughs> now i got to run with it. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I said that was your that was your first event as a shoot boss. No, it wasn't. We we actually went to Pittsburgh, Kansas at a drop of a hat uh, due to the fact that the Pittsburgh area didn't have any cadre available, and three of us that were red hats and ITTs drove straight up into Pittsburgh, Kansas, and dropped everything we had and made that event as a first time opening event run without problem. Now Pittsburgh has taken over, and now it's their show. If they need us, all they got to do is call us, though. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is really great. Uh, when's your next one? What's your next event? April 19th. If uh, w- Once that pans out, then we're going to do the, probably the Salisaw in May sometime and then a few more before the heat really kicks in. But it's going to be like one every other month, it seems like now, if not once a month. Okay. And uh, did you talk it over with uh, Mrs. Olgrunt? And uh, and get the clearance to uh, to come down. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I thought I owned a Smith and Wesson AR. Now I know I just bought it for somebody else. Ah, aha. Well, that's, <laughs> that's always that's always a pleasant thing. You know. Yeah, that was my aim point. I thought. Now, now it's hers. <laughs> well, that's good because uh, because now they can't gripe about it. You say, huh? I don't know what you're talking about, honey. That, that was your rifle. The money we spent with that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my wife, uh, she came to me, uh, uh, well, a couple of years ago. <clears throat> she came to me, and she she came walking up to me while I was working uh, inside the house and and uh, had a shotgun news opened up to the uh, Springfield XD article and she was pointing to the pistol, and she goes, "This is I, I, I think I would like one of these. And uh, I just looked at her, and I go, I, I love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love oh, you, yeah. honey. And then I ran down and got it, because uh, when a woman says she wants a a, a firearm, you, you, go and you go get it right then and there. And uh, so she has her own uh, uh, Springfield XD uh, subcompact 9mm. Right. But speaking of wanting more things as long as as well as Appleseed is concerned, is that we were talking this time last year about RBCs. I think it's time we need to start talking more along the line of IBCs. We're getting a lot of instructors, but we need to get together and really spend more time with one another and, and really get our craft honed a lot more. That's a, that is an excellent point because we've been talking about that uh, on the Master Instructor Board and on steering, and that is... Uh, really starting to push the IBCs more, <clears throat> not just for new instructors, but making sure that all the instructors uh, that can, that uh, you schedule yourself for an IBC. Uh, I don't care if you've already done uh, 15 events. 
you still schedule yourself for an IBC uh, so that you can get uh, a refresher on it, so that you can uh, you can get the the latest info. You can uh, you know you can polish your craft because that's one of the few times you're going to get to do something like that. The rest of the times you're you're doing your show and you don't have a whole lot of time to polish your craft or to hear about new info, etc. Because you're doing you're doing the event. So we'd like to get all of the instructors possible. If you can schedule yourself for an IBC during the course of the year, please do so. All you instructors out there, if you if you can schedule yourself for an IBC, that's what we'd like to see you do. Get to an IBC, and you, heck, you can even help instruct at the IBC. Uh, but make sure that you attend uh, so that you can get all the info, you can get a, a fresh injection of the information on how to teach these skills and techniques, get, get that injected into you. Uh, try and get that, try and schedule one, one at least once a year, more if possible. And uh, like I said, you want, even if you're a veteran instructor, we still would like you to go through the IBCs. Heck, I enjoy it just because it's a chance for me to, uh, to spend time with other instructors, you know, at, uh, at other than Appleseed events. It's hard to... It's hard to do a whole lot of uh, uh, or spend a lot of time with other instructors, et cetera, uh, at the Appleseed event because uh, the whole thing is teaching. Uh, and now you're going to be teaching at the IBCs too, but uh, but it's also a, a good place for everybody to get a refresher uh, on their craft. <coughs> uh, where did you say you were going to be for April 19th? Oh, I'll be at the homage of Badlands, Oklahoma. That's like our biggest range we've got in the state. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as I'm around, we're always going to be there April 19th. Okay. What about uh, uh, USSA? Have you heard? Uh, uh, I, talk, I talked to them last I talked to them last week, and just like it was last year, we're going to have to fit it in on the counter. But they're getting beat up left and right. Every time we turn around, we got more and more of their members showing up at our shoots and they all remember me as being the range master, and like I told them, sooner or later, if we have to run two gun lines, we'll run it. Well, well, good. I, I may just call uh, uh, Josh. That's it, right? Isn't it, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Josh or Brian Hill, either ask, one. Ask him how it's going, and if they need anything else, and uh, you know, just kind of <laughs> just say hi. <laughs> Just make sure that we're, you know, that we're still scheduled, uh, you know. To well, I still feel, I still feel very lucky that, you know, we still had an apple sleeve flavor at that range when the, all the big shooters and the tactical conferences and all these guys like Musawi that came through there and got to see what apple sleeve was really like up close and then be able to go back to their home areas and go to an event and actually see what it was all about. Right. Okay. Well. When do they do they have the date set yet for the event? Mm, I keep wanting to say they wanted to do it at the end of May, first part of June, right before their big conferences start. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, if you show up, it'll be a pleasure. And uh, so, <laughs> well, I'll tell everybody. Well, I'll do the pre the pre six a.m. wake up and tell everybody. Uh, you know, uh, that it's a possibility that you might show up and be ready, so. Outstanding. <laughs> All right. God bless you, brother. And uh, sure. I'll see you this next Tuesday. Okay, sir. All right. You take care. 
All right. Oh, gee. I told you last, uh, at the last Rifleman Boot Camp, he was listening to us on Tuesday night uh, up in Oklahoma uh, for the radio show. And uh, he actually called in, and uh, I believe he was, I believe he and his wife were already laying there in bed about to go to sleep. And uh, he listened to the radio show, I think, on his phone. And then, I mean, he said his wife turned to him and said, you know what? Uh, I, I think maybe you should go to that. And he said, you know what? I, I think you're right, honey. And he got up and he got dressed, threw all his gear in his uh, truck, and uh, and drove through the night. And he came driving up right at uh, 6 a.m. that next morning and uh, and immediately uh, started playing Reveille uh, on a, a loudspeaker on his, uh, his vehicle. All right, we're ready to take another call. Area code 361, you're on the air. Here. Hey, we're on. Oh, hey, Scout, welcome to White Sands Missile Range. Hey, <laughs> well, it's glad to, I'm glad you guys called in. Uh, how's the, how's everything going there? Broke there, Scout. What's that? Okay, Scout. Yes. This is Pop. We got Ball Dragon and me and uh, Paul Seeley and uh, Santa Martha and. Boy, everybody else just about is here. We've been listening to the show for a while, so y'all want to say something? Go for it, Jack. <laughs> here, boss, say something. Here, boss, say something. Hi, good evening, Scout. Hey, who's that? This is Santa Martha. Hey, Ron, how are you doing? How is the show going up there? Well, so far, so good. I, I tell you what, I think we're going to run into environmental challenges the first day on these shoots, no matter what we do. I mean, we stay in Georgia, and the first day they have more rain in one day than they've had in three months. We come out here, and we got 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts and sand getting into everything. Well, I know that that was, I know that was them shutting the shoot down and not you guys, right? When? Yesterday? During the wind. My call. Uh, I'm just saying that usually, usually the apple seed folks are not the ones that ever shut down a shoot, no matter what the weather. Usually, uh, if they ever get shut down, it's usually by a range or something, by the range officers. It's not uh, the apple seed folks. Uh, it's kind of a blanket thing that the wind about 25 down, and uh, we to the to the fellow who's in charge and it wouldn't take it back. He has to go ahead and keep about 25. It's a darn good thing because we've been able to shoot for the first two hours of the day. Now, the main reason that I decided to tie the ribbon on it is there was so much sand in these rifles that about one-third of the line could not get through a five-round string of fire without having a malfunction. <coughs> the type of malfunctions, uh, we were reaching the point where after every string of fire, we were having to have the armorer come down and knock cartridge cases out of the chambers. So, well, you know what? I, I can't think of. I mean, I can't really uh, think of better uh, better weather than for them to experience. Because uh, you know, I just uh, I, I just talked to the guy. I got my friend of mine uh, who is over in Afghanistan, and uh, he repeated the exact same thing. And uh, the thing about the the Appleseed events is you get to see how you're your rifle platform works in all different kinds of weather. When you guys were at Fort Stewart, 
I see I saw the pictures of the uh, of the rifles and the gear, just the the tips of the rifles sticking out of the water that were laying on the line. They were completely submerged. Yep. Oh, and we certainly got to see how 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 they work in the sand. And uh, the answer is they ran a surprisingly long time. And actually, if if these rifles had been, you know, carried on patrol or something like that, they would have functioned fine. Uh, the thing was, when they clear them and set them on the line with the, the bolt back, the uh, ejection port cover open, and no magazine in the well. Right. And as much blowing around, that's just that's just almost trying to have something happen. Um, well, medical modifications how we do things today, which seem to have have minimized the. Uh, as far as I know, we only had to have armor support in one instance, and much less malfunctions today. We were let's put it this way: we were able to fire four times as many rounds today as we did yesterday. Right, and we've experienced that uh, that type of weather here in Davila. I've got some photographs uh, of the rifles laying on the line, and the wind in the sand is blowing so hard that in between the courses of fire, there there are sand dunes that pile up up against the rifles. So we've experienced that same thing. Well, it's the first time in my life I've ever had to pick a rifle up and dump the sand out before loading. <laughs> well, well, how are the folks there? How are the uh, the troops responding to the the Apple Seed program? Uh, actually, pretty well. And I got to tell you, these guys are being really good sports. I mean, they're just like a steward. They're having to struggle along under the under the K-pots and the armor. And uh, uh, a lot of them wearing camelbacks. Some of them are, are carrying a ridiculous amount of, uh, of magazines, and they're starting to put it together. Today. They're they're finding a way to make it work. We actually uh, we actually got permission from the OIC at Chow time to four instructors, and uh, we we borrowed some battle rattle from the troops, and went back down to the firing line where they were having Chow, and we tried shooting wearing their gear so that we could better advise them on how to compensate. And that was very valuable, and we were able to come back and, and brief the troops on what we found. Right. Uh, and we there's a different body types. So, you know, I mean, you know, you had the little, little short, fat guys like me, and then we had a couple of lanky fellas, and uh, we were able to give advice on several different body types and positions. So that was, that was good, and, and I was very, very happy that the OIC signed off on it. Well, you're right because it does make a a big difference. Because normally we have the folks, uh, they're you know they're laying, they're on the ground and they're prone, and uh, they're laying on nothing but skin. Now there's a big difference uh, whenever you're laying dead on top of uh, 12 magazines uh, and the rest of your gear and everything else. So you have to figure out a way around that. But that's that's what uh, that's what you guys do. That's what the program does. A rifleman persists. They adapt they overcome in all situations and uh, and it sounds like that's exactly what you guys uh, did t today and yesterday all right how long is he going there what's that oh that's paul seeley hi scott hey paul how are you doing it's real educational in here. There are 12 of us in the billets here tonight. We're all middle-aged, and uh, it's kind of a cross between a chainsaw convention and a diesel engine shop anywhere in Yonville. <laughs> well, 
It sounds like y'all are having a great time there. Oh, we just we just had a delicious meal of various MREs, and we're grading papers, and it, it just don't get much better than this. Now, we'll be seeing you at the boot camp, right? You'll be heading uh, over here to uh, to from uh, from your yeah. from your event there to help instruct at the boot camp. Yeah, we're finishing up here on Friday, and I go reclaim my stash Davila RBC goods at uh, Taos Clock and Blue Feathers, and then I take off for Davila. That's about a 700-mile jaunt, so I'll be in uh, right at and Bushy Tails when we start up on Sunday morning. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's great. Well, how are the guys? Uh, uh, how are they doing with uh, like the history and stuff? Have you heard any feedback from them about that? Actually, I was down uh, on the line while they did the history, so I'll have to uh, defer to some of those that actually gave it. But uh, in the after-action review tonight, one of the guys stood up and said he really liked the history. Um, they're uh, they're pr- they're pretty tired too. The conditions here, are, as I mentioned, there's something less than optimal, and uh, between the uh, the wind and the cold and the sand and and whatnot, uh, everybody's. Uh, Working to the best of their abilities, but this is these are sort of real challenging conditions. You forgot to mention the hail. Oh yeah, well it, it rained for a little bit, and we got a little bit of hail. We got some interesting pictures in that. <laughs> well, I've been I've been in the New Mexico and the Panhandle hailstorms, and uh, I think the last one I was in, it was about a foot and a half deep of hail. Boy, well we didn't we didn't have that, but. You know, I've been studying uh, the uh, the higher wind uh, estimating procedures. I never thought I'd have to do this, and uh, we can conclusively say that the uh, the numbers for uh, estimating winds from 20, 25 to 30 and 30, 30 to 35 are entirely accurate. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys are having a great time there. I wish I was there. Uh who else is, is there? Anybody else that uh, wants to uh, to jump on? All right. Hey, Scott Beatty here. Hey, how are you doing? Good. I don't know if my uh, <laughs> I don't know if my little Scrappy's out there listening tonight, but if she is, I wanted to say hi. Well, good. Uh, how do you feel things are going there? How's the uh, How's the event shaping up? You know, uh, this is a good place for persistence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys have been giving it everything we've got in all kinds of conditions, and uh, we're determined that this is going to be a successful event. Well, have the uh, have the 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 troops been responding to the instructions? I mean, to the uh, to I mean, have they uh, have you heard any feedback about from them about the uh, about the techniques and the skills that you're teaching them? Yes, in fact, we had an after-action report with them this evening. And what they have to say? Well, a lot of them really like what they're hearing. They knew yeah. one thing that was good is uh, they mentioned that they heard consistency from all the different instructors, so they knew that we knew what we were talking about. Right. Right. And, uh, and I imagine, uh, just like... Uh, Paul said that uh, you know the the history has got to be uh, just an extra bonus on it. I mean they're they're getting a chance to uh, to become more proficient w- with their rifles and 
You know, that's a very important thing for a soldier is to be proficient uh, with their rifles. And then, of course, to to get a chance to hear uh, the history uh, behind this, behind the uh, behind the nation, uh, is just a, a great plus. Uh, what do you guys have planned for tomorrow? Well, uh, tomorrow we're, we're going to take a, take another look at our, uh, our students and see if we can can match the instruction to exactly what they need all the way across the board. Uh, are you guys going to get a chance to fire at actual distance? Yes, we will. Okay, great. That is always a great. Uh, uh, now, well, you'll be firing uh, uh, on the. Uh, the actual distance at the dog targets, or are they going to fire at actual distance on pop-ups? Oh, no, we're going to be on D targets. Okay. All right. Well, anybody else there that uh, wants to jump in? I think we oh, we got Ron here. Uh, okay. I forgot something, Scout. I just wanted to let all the listeners know we've got instructors here from California, uh, from Arizona, from Illinois. Missouri, of the South, Texas, from the Texas, and two guys from Texas A&M University. Yeah. Oh man, well it, it was a really, you guys put together really a great uh, uh, a great collective of instructors and. Uh, and they are from all across uh, the United States, and uh, and I got to tell you how proud I am of you guys, uh, because this is as I was telling folks earlier, this is the program is a service organization. Nobody's getting paid for this. Nobody's getting paid to go out there and uh, help instruct our troops in uh, in improving their rifle marksmanship. This was all done uh, voluntarily. Uh, by each and every one of the instructors that are out there, and uh, and you fall into that that long line of folks that uh, the nation owes a great debt to, and we're really proud of you. Ah, uh, it's all them. I'm just the idea guy. These guys are doing all the work, and whenever I make stupid decisions, they're sure to let me know about it. We've got a very <laughs> very similar dynamic here that we had at Fort Stewart. Or basically, you get intelligent, motivated people together, tell them what needs to be done, and cut them loose to do it. And it's working out wonderfully. We've got, uh, I think, Carrie here from uh, Longshot. Longshot. I'm sorry. Longshot <laughs> wants to say a few words to you while, while we're here. You have All a right, good night. let's go. We're ready. Scout. Hey, Longshot. How, How are you doing? Good. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here wolfing down an MRE, and I'm sitting amongst the finest group of people I know anywhere on the on the planet. That's just uh that's just a, a given almost now. Well I tell folks that uh and you know even though I I tell that to everybody I meet, each and every time I'm at an event, I am still pleasantly surprised by the trueness of it. That uh, every time you go to an apple seed event, you're surrounded by the the best our nation has to offer, the cream of the crop of Americans. <clears throat> to uh, I wanted to tell you guys, the listeners, that uh, um, we got to shoot in the uh, in the boys' armor today, and uh, my 
already high regard for our American soldiers went way up today, went off the charts, because uh, that was probably the most difficult shooting I've ever done in my life, wearing, wearing uh, Kevlar. Yeah, yeah, like I said, if you got the, the Kevlar on, and then you've got a, uh, you know, a stack of uh, uh, 10 or 12 magazines in your belly, uh, all the rest of the gear that's, that you have on you, and still trying to find uh, the correct place to put that uh, butt stock, uh, trying to find the, the trying to get a good uh, cheek weld, etc. Uh, it's a different ball game. These guys have been patient with us. Uh, we're working them hard, and uh, they've been patient. They they follow the instructions. They're they're just uh, they're a, a joy to work with, and uh, uh, this this is a, it's a really incredible experience. Uh, I'm I feel so fortunate just to be here. Well, listen, I told uh, uh, Ron this, and I want to tell you too, is that uh, we're tremendously proud of you guys. Uh, you guys are you're you're taking your place in that in that long uh, unbroken line of folks uh who have uh, who have made sacrifices and uh, who've gone above and beyond the call uh to to go out and uh you know like I was saying when you guys aren't getting paid for this nobody's getting any uh pay or perks to do this other than the knowledge uh that you are helping uh the soldiers to improve their rifle marksmanship skills we uh we're doing a job that needs to be done. Well, we certainly appreciate it and we really look forward uh to hearing uh the after action report and uh, and listen, uh, I hope the weather turns out nice for you guys and uh, God bless each and every one of you uh for what you're doing. And uh, and then we'll look for you guys on Tuesday. This next Tuesday uh, on the show to give us to if you guys will call in and give the AAR on the uh, White Sands Missile Range uh, on this next Tuesday's show. Can you do that? I'm getting nods of approval around the room. Okay. Well, we'll have you guys on uh, at the beginning of the show uh, this next Tuesday. Uh, Dr. Fisher is going to be on. He said he's probably only going to be good for about an hour or so. Uh, so we'll have him on at the end of the show because we want to try and make sure that uh, – uh, we get the folks out in California enough time to get home and get settled in before we have him on, because we want them involved in it too. But you guys, uh, if you'll come on at the beginning of the show so that we can get the AAR for, for the event uh, on the air then. So if you guys will all uh, make a pact with each other to call in uh, this next Tuesday and let us know how it went. We'll be there. All right. Well, listen. Best of uh, skill to you guys. I'm not going to say luck because uh, you're all riflemen, and uh, a rifleman depends on his skill, not on luck. And uh, we hope everything goes well for you guys. Hope the weather that uh, the weather smooths out, settles out. And uh, let's see, this is day two. By day three, you guys should uh, you should be able to find your stride and uh, and finish up with a nice strong finish. And uh, we'll talk to you again on. Tuesday the 16th. Okay, Scout. Uh, God bless you and everybody, and, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. 
So I want to thank everybody that called in tonight, and we will look for each and every one of you this next Tuesday night. We're having the second strike of the virtual muster. So we want everybody to be calling in, uh, everybody to be showing up, logging on to the the forum. We'll send out some reminders this week and make sure everybody knows. And uh, I want to thank everybody for calling in. Thanks to the folks in the online chat. Thank you, Karen. Thanks to all the guys out at uh, White Tans Missile Range. And we'll see you all this next Tuesday. Uh, God bless everyone. Good night. And I will see you on the beach. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.